Welcome to the Sports Effect Podcast. My name is Kenny Morgenstein, and I am your host, and I'm here with Andre Barkholtz, my co-host, and we have a very exciting show lined up for you. Um, Today, we're going to talk about one of my favorite things, the NFL Draft, and uh, dive a little bit deeper into uh, potentially grading and redrafting um, some uh, draft picks that were uh, highly consequential um, in our viewing memory of the NFL. Uh, Andre, you want to dive in a little bit more about what we're going to be talking about today and uh, why we're talking about it? Yeah, absolutely. And so as we've mentioned before, um, the draft is definitely something that is near and dear to the heart of uh, Kenny here. Um, he loves all things draft, is always preparing for the draft and uh, definitely pays attention. I'm much more on the realm of like checking it the month before, seeing what's happening. That's about as deep as I get. And then I watch it, but that's about as it. About I'll it. be making my first mock draft uh, probably six months before the draft starts out. And then yeah. we'll you know continue to update here and out. And uh, yeah, I love talking quarterbacks. Talking quarterbacks of a draft class is one of my favorite things to do. So yeah. Well, I mean, they have such a big impact oh, on yeah. how what shapes the league. Not only where they go, I mean, not only when they go, but who they go to, right? Yeah. There's a huge impact of... One might say there's a huge effect, yeah. a huge sports effect. Wow, there you go, bravo. <laughs> but really, we did want to dive into the draft today because we do think that it has a pretty big effect, um, not only on sports themselves, but also on the players and the community of sports. Um, having a draft allows teams um it kind of evened the playing field um it was the owner or part owner of the eagles back in 19 in the 1930s um because before that it was essentially recruitment it was bringing people onto your team so you would go like how colleges do today right exactly you'd go and find the most athletic people that you could find and then you would bring them in and then you'd teach them probably how to play football at least your brand of football and then um I just get really good friends with Nick Saban if I was a coach. And there just, you go. You know, get yeah. all his boys. Yeah, exactly. Well, I, Nick Saban is old, but not that old. So yeah, not true, in the 1930s. Not the I 1930s. don't think you could do it. But so the co owner of the Eagles um, essentially proposed this to level the playing field to make sure that all of the teams remained viable. Uh, financially so i think it was a fair shot right exactly and so instead of it ending up somewhat like you know baseball or some of these teams that like big market team like people always want to go to new york always want to go to these big cities um it kind of allows these other um teams to step in and uh, have a chance to get some of the best players because they're drafted it gives the cleveland browns a fighting chance exactly um one might also say you would hope our our detroit lions it also yep. uh yeah. it, i don't know it tries to give them a chance anyways. motor city you know there's yeah. a there's a lot of home homegrown talent here in detroit yes uh, one of the positive things also about the draft is that it offers hope, right? You always have that next batch of um, people that can join your team, and they can't say otherwise. Um, as we've seen for the most part, there are very key exceptions. But True. Eli Manning. Yeah. I mean, is there another one? That's the one. Got, there's, been a, there's been a couple, but it's it's pretty rare. It's Usually really, it's a star quarterback yep. at like who's just huge and super popular and usually isn't as good as he was thought to be in college. Eli Manning was good. Two Super Bowls, but other than him. Yeah. yeah. And so 
yeah, you get the player, you get the rights to that player, and then they're on your team. You can you can order your jersey right after oh, yeah. it because they're going to be on your team for a while. At least four years. Yeah, exactly. You hope. And so um, it's a great way of getting new people into the draft. But then from the player's perspective, it has a lot of value to them. I mean, it completely is a life-changing event, which has now turned it into a production, right? And oh, they, yeah. they capture this moment of these life-changing uh, moments for these players and uh, showcase it so they can um, bring their stories to life. Um, and that's one of the coolest things of the draft is Phenomenal. going back and seeing the the history of the player, where they've come from, but also knowing of what they're going into. Um, because anyone that's drafted certainly in the first two days of the draft, their lives, lives have changed. Absolutely. Anyone really has yeah. because, I mean, it is a substantial amount of money. It might not be set up, set you up for life type money because even if you're on a practice squad, you're making pretty good money. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so, but it's also not just about the money. It is the recognition of all of the work that you've put into it because these are players that have put their heart and soul into it uh, during college and... Um, and to make it actually to the pros. These are all these uh, players, most of them that had um, posters of these NFL players in their rooms growing up. And now they get to be at the NFL draft, have the commissioner on the stage calling their name. Like it is just the actualization of dreams happening for, Amazing. These, for these individuals. Um, so what we wanted to do is just get into some of these specific stories of um the amazing things that can happen in the draft and how um, it's positively impacted some people. Oh, yeah. And first one of those that we want to hi highlight is Shaquem Griffin, who was drafted by the Seattle Seahawks. He was a linebacker um, out of UCF, and he has a phenomenal story. Um, he was um, wildly talented, super talented. I mean, he uh, excelled in, in uh, high school, excelled in college, um, and he was able to do this despite being born with one hand. He only has one hand. He does not have one of his hands. However, he was able to continue to persevere and practice his butt off. He was a linebacker, um, flies all, all over the field, super fast, super tough, super strong. And he was able to work his way and continue to be a starter in college and get himself drafted, which is phenomenal. He was the first player who was missing a hand who was ever drafted in the NFL. And I mean, I think about how hard it would be to live life without one of my hands and think about living life and working hard enough and being good enough and athletic enough to get to the NFL. Phenomenal, phenomenal. And he got to play. Um, he ended up actually being able to be drafted and play with his brother, Shaquille Griffin for the Seattle Seahawks. Um, and that was a great moment, great moment for their family. Great moment for him. Um, one of honestly my favorite players um, to ever be drafted and come into the NFL just based on his, you know, heartwarming story. I mean, how do you not love a guy like that? Yeah, absolutely. It, it really is an awesome story. And I mean, there's so many fronts to it, um, just of where he was drafted and the type of team that he was drafted to. I think it speaks to um, just the um, the recruiting side of it that um, there's, it really talks about how uh, people with different abilities can um, still perform at elite levels. Like yeah. that is not a prohibitive factor. Um, and so for people with disabilities, I mean, it's just another example um, as an inspiration um, for people around the world um, in all sorts of different situations. 100%. 100%. And 
Another one of those great feel-good stories is the story of Michael Sam. Um, he was, um, back a couple years ago, he went to Missouri. He was a defensive end, um, wildly productive pass rusher in college football. And he was drafted in, I believe, the seventh round. Um, and he was the first openly gay player to be drafted in the NFL, which is huge. Because uh, regardless of, you know, whether what you feel about, um, you know, gay marriage and things like that, like those players, they shouldn't be prohibited from playing in the NFL. And that was, I think, a stigma of the NFL was that that was not something that the NFL was really, you know, um, showing that they were much, very much behind or supportive of. And so to see him drafted and have that and see essentially just the smile on his face, his himself in tears, his family in tears, and being able to be given that opportunity was a huge step forward in the NFL and for his family. And I found that to be very inspiring. Um, and he ended up only having, a, you know, I think he played a couple years in the NFL he didn't have a wildly productive NFL career, um, but just the fact that he was able to make it there and you know continue to overcome any bias that people may have had had against him was super cool and super fun to watch. Ultimately, including additional groups into sports into the NFL, like it's always going to be beneficial to always. to not only be an example for other members in that group, um, but it's also going to. Um, then they have the ability, if they want to take that platform, they have the ability to take that platform and speak on issues that are um, being faced in that area. And if if you're ultimately, if you are able to play and be talented enough to play and play ball, you should be able to play ball. That's what it comes down to. So great, great for Michael Sam, great for Shaquem Griffin. Um, just a couple of the amazing stories around the NFL and the NFL draft. There's some every year. Watch the NFL draft this year. Um, in a couple of years, I think it's going to be in Detroit, um, which I'm super excited. I think 2024, it's in Detroit. And We've I, already got plans. We're oh, going. I'm going. Yeah. Dude, NFL draft is one of my favorite things. Definitely going to the draft um, and uh, getting to do that. So, Do you think it'll be just as good when you're there in person? I think it'll be good, better in some ways. When you're waiting you're right eight minutes between the picks when nothing is happening. That might be tough, but here's the thing is that you can look out and you can see all of, you can see the front offices like down there. You can like, you know, see the, like the talking, like projecting about the players. It'll be great. I'm, I'm excited. And then we'll just, we'll just have to have a group enough, a bigger group, big enough group where we can uh, debate and, uh, you know, you know, do some prop bets on who we think the next player is going to be. Yeah. And like when it's out in like Las Vegas, like it was, if you're a group of Lions fans that went out to Las Vegas to see it, you'll like stand out. I don't think uh, if you're wearing your uh, Lions gear or your Aiden Hutchinson jersey, I don't think you're going to really be standing out in the crowd very much. We're going to have to find a different way to stand out. Uh, yeah. We'll uh, maybe we'll paint ourselves blue. Oh like yeah, <laughs> I will conduct that experience. There we I, go. I don't, I don't know that <laughs> Not I will participate. Be par- I won't be partaking. <laughs> Uh, maybe I'll lead the group. I'll take the pictures, um, something along that. I'll get the big uh, finger pointing towards you. Something, something, something along those lines is yep. more so my role in that. Um, so what we're gonna do today, as our uh, one of our segments, is we're going to talk about the 2018 draft. Um, and one of the things about the 18 about uh, the draft in general is that it's always obviously forward looking and you don't know what's going to happen. That's the best part of it is that it's unpredictable. You don't know how teams assess different players, different people have different, um, uh, criteria that they're looking for in players. Um, and so some, some teams are just going to look for, you know, people that want a ball that no ball, talk ball, love, 
love playing ball. Like that's what they're looking for. They're looking for your JJ Watts, you know, the guys who are just like hard nosed. They're like in the, in the mud footballers. Exactly. Yep. And it's, and then there's other teams that, so with everyone assessing it in a different way, it is a very unique experience. Um, but obviously with all of that analysis and all of the variables happening, there's teams that get it wrong. And that's one of the things that looking back is always funny to look back. Um, sometimes you notice it right then, right? Sometimes a team makes a, uh, picks a player and you're like, what? How? Yeah. Sometimes you're like the Oakland or sorry, the Las Vegas Raiders. Sorry, Raiders fans. Uh, the Las Vegas Raiders, when they picked, uh, Damon Arnett or Alex Leatherwood, or, uh, I feel like they've had several Clellan Farrell. They've had several first round draft picks where you're just like head scratchers. Like that doesn't look like a very good pick. And, uh, then you pretty much realize that um, when those players are no longer on the team, they uh, were not very good picks. Which sometimes you can be surprised, right? There's some that you initially, you're like, where'd you pick them? Or that was such a... Um, a reach. Yeah, exactly. Yes, mm-hmm. thank you. Uh, that was such a reach that you could have gotten them in the next round or whatever, but then they turn out to be um, an all pro. Yep. Um, yep. So what we're going to do today is we're specifically going to go back to the 2018 um, and we are going to act as though we have a time machine that we can go back in time and talk to these NFL GMs and tell them, uh, no, you need to get this guy. If you're at the first spot, this is the guy that you should be taking. Exactly. And what this sparked from is uh, the reason we picked the 2018 draft. And um, when we're done with this, if you have any drafts you want us to redo and redo the top 10, uh, shoot us an email at the sports effect podcast at gmail.com and let us know. Um, we're happy to redraft uh, other drafts. Um, but the reason we picked the 2018 draft in particular is this has been a very polarizing draft um, for many people, including uh, myself, Andre, and some of our friends um, in terms of just the takes and the disparity on who we thought was going to be good, who was good, who we thought was going to be bad, who turned out to be good, um, specifically related to Baker Mayfield, Josh Allen, Sam Darnold. Um, I was in the camp that Sam Darnold would be would be the best quarterback of this draft. Uh, he has, it is safe to say, um, that his career is still going and anything can happen. But as of right now, he is not the best quarterback of this draft. Probably not number two and probably not number three, although he has an argument. Um, but, but like might be fourth. He might be fourth, which is tough, which is tough, but he's better than Rosen. So we'll better than Rosen. That's where we're going to stake our claim. Um, But yes, so we debated this for hours upon hours. And Andre can attest that uh, he, we probably debated this more than he would have liked. Um, He uh, got quite annoyed with myself and some of our other friends. Uh, Annoyed is a strong word. Um, uh, Maybe uh, just uh, thought we were diving too much into the 2018 draft. No, I just, so something with, in addition to not liking participation trophies or honorable mentions, as Love honorable mentions as you typically do, <laughs> and I'm sure you'll have them today. Again, gonna bleed them out. It's what I do. So. Honorable mentions, uh, not acceptable. But um, in the same way as that, arguments that can't have resolution at the end, where we just have our two sides of our friend group fighting on different sides, and then there's no way to prove one that's actually better or like move from either side. That's what I hate. So that's what 
um, I didn't like about the conversation about 2018, but this activity should help because this is kind of We're like writing the wrongs. Exactly. So we are going back and we are going to um, be going through our top 10. We're going to alternate um, and just going forth of who we'd pick in that situation. Mm-hmm. Um, it's almost five years since the draft. Mm-hmm. And so we really get to see a full um, you know, we've gotten to see a full body of work from most of the players and uh, there's not as much, there's still debate, but there's not as much debate as there was when they were first drafted. So we can, uh, we can get some answers for you. Absolutely. And with that, I think I'm going to go ahead and start with the first one and I'll hand it off to you for the second one. Go for it. Um, the first one I think is pretty obvious. Maybe we so. have different and, and ones. For those, for those who are wondering, we're going to alternate. We're going to, so Andre's going to take the odd picks and I'm going to take the even picks and we're going to go back and forth to, uh, have our build our become the NFL GMs and build our build our teams. I did say that, and I think the listeners heard, but apparently you didn't. So, oh, I must not have heard. <laughs> but now you know for sure that we're going to be going back and forth. Um, it, he mentioned it almost as many times that he mentioned uh, um, him not having a hand. It was around the same number of true. times. It's true. Uh, but number one, I am picking Josh Allen. I'm not overthinking it. Um, I best quarterbacks are the hottest commodity in uh, uh, the league. And so I think taking Josh Allen, although one could certainly argue that Josh Allen going to the Browns doesn't end up with being Josh Allen that we know now. True. Um, which is, but you're willing to take the risk. You're willing to take the risk and um, possibly find that uh, refinement there. Um, but I do think that there's something to be said about it comes down to the circumstances of that player with that coach right yep um josh allen and dable was just i mean it was like the perfect combination oh fantastic they were made for each other and i think you know josh allen has continued to grow even this year after dable's left and yeah he's he would have been my first overall pick as well if i was picking for the browns um so good pick andre good pick so what do you have for number two I, as the, as the GM of the New York Giants, the New York football Giants, I'm going to go back in time and instead of picking Saquon Barkley with the second overall pick, I am instead going to pick Lamar Jackson, who was originally picked number 32 in the first round by the Baltimore Ravens. Um, the reason I'm picking him is he is an electric player. He uh, won MVP in his second NFL season. He is probably one of if not the fastest player in the nfl at least probably top 10 uh he his good arm can throw the ball um good decision making um he's just wildly athletic and i think in most people's eyes he would be considered a top or a hands down top 10 quarterback in the nfl um so and quarterback is the most important position on the field um i understand the giants at this time had eli manning um but he was towards the end of they his were career. Re- they were ready to move they on. They were ready to move on. He had played, I mean, he played two more seasons. At this point, it just speeds up the process. Lamar can maybe sit a couple games behind him and then come in and, you know, become Lamar Jackson and just win MVP a second season. So I'm going Lamar Jackson. Andre, number three, New yeah, York Jets. I actually had the same number two I wanted to mention. Right. But uh, number three, so the Jets chose uh, Sam Darnold. Um, and I'm actually going to transition away from quarterbacks for this mm, pick. Okay. Um, and so for the Jets, I am going to pick uh, Nick Chubb. Ooh, Nick Chubb. And Nick Chubb is just the, I mean, he's just been the best pure runner running back um, in the league since he came into the league. Like every time, whether you're talking fantasy football or just talking football, um, 
like he always has to be mentioned as best at just you know getting the ball down uh the field he has 51 touchdowns uh since he came into the league um and so it definitely i think that he makes an impact on the cleveland browns and at 2018 i would say the browns and the jets well clearly for where they were in the draft were of equal caliber and he could have made just as big of an impact um as opposed to the sam darnold experiment which did not go well uh but maybe i can be glad that nick chubb did not go to the jets so he was not subjected to the adam gase jets adam gase it was Adam Gase. Yeah. Yes, he uh, he is, in my opinion, solely responsible for uh, Sam Darnold's demise and uh, his uh, lack of development. What about the ghosts? Did he is he the reason he, for the ghosts? He caused the ghosts. Was it the ghost of Adam Gase, or was it while Adam Gase was there that he saw? I think it that. was while he was uh, there, but um, maybe it was the ghost of Adam Gase coming back because mm. uh, Adam Gase was eventually would maybe he was foretelling Sam Darnold that Adam Gase was going to be gone. So it's like uh in Christmas Carol it's like he had the Adam Gase present but it was the Adam Gase like future that was the 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 ghost that was haunting him at that time. I, I think so. I think it was uh I think it was the the ghost of Adam Gase future. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's that rings off that rolls off the tongue well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, absolutely. So number four, we are back to the Cleveland Browns. Back to the Cleveland Browns. So I went back and forth. Um and I debated a couple players here. Um, but the player I'm gonna go with for the Cleveland Browns, knowing that they just picked Josh Allen, yep. who I also would have picked Josh Allen. I'm going to go and pick Quentin Nelson, a guard out of Notre Dame. Yes, sir. I think that, you know, it ultimately, if you're going to pick a franchise quarterback, shore up that offensive line. Quentin Nelson has been one of the best guards in the NFL since he entered the league. Um, He's pretty much been, I think, top five pro football focus pretty much every single year he's been in the league at guard, Um, just anchoring that Colts offensive line. I want to shift him over, have him start on the Cleveland Browns, Give Josh Allen some room, allow him time to develop, and uh, hopefully will help the running game that will no longer have Nick Chubb because Nick Chubb has been picked by the New York Jets. So uh, I would definitely pick Quentin Nelson, um, originally the sixth pick of that draft. So he is uh, moving up a couple spots to number four. Yeah, absolutely. I I agree, and uh, we are tracking so far on All our right. rankings. All right. I will say my third pick was uh, someone different than Nick Chubb, but I will not say who it is because he hasn't been picked yet. Got it. All right. So with the uh, number five, it's the Denver Broncos. I'm actually, uh, this might be a bold take, but I'm leaving Bradley Chubb there. I think they got it right. I think between uh, when I reassessed and went back for the people and the amount of impact that they made on their teams, I think that they did right by that. And I think that that was shown by the value that they were able to get out of him. Chubb was good. Yeah, later on, both through in performing, but then also in the trade Mm -hmm. um, that was performed for him. So uh, I'm going to leave that there. He has 28 and a half sacks since coming into the league. Like I just, I saw that. Um, also shout out to pro football reference uh, definitely was helpful in this process because uh, they list all of the players from the draft and then all of their statistics in one place so I can see and compare them all so that was really helpful for this there you go I like it Bradley Chubb good player good player um, number six right yes so the number six pick was the Indianapolis Colts they originally picked Quentin Nelson who in our redraft went number four to the Cleveland Browns so in place of Quentin Nelson I am actually going to go 
and jump to the other side of the ball. And I'm going to pick, um, I'm going to go ahead and pick Fred Warner, um, linebacker for the 49ers. He was originally a third round draft pick for the 49ers and ultimately is the anchor of their defense. He's one of the most feared middle linebackers. And I think uh, one of the things that stands out to me was how good of a um, defensive captain he has been. Um, His teammates have raved about his um, play calling and his ability to read the offense and understand what they're doing before the play pre-snap. And then also communicate it to his teammates and be able to be in the right position, stop the run, rush the passer, play play pass coverage, whatever he is. He's an anchor, one of the most feared defenders in the NFL. So I am having Fred Warner go to the Indianapolis Colts at number six to shore up that uh, middle linebacker spot for him. Yeah, I think that's a great choice. Um, I also just wanted to mention of going later in this list. I honestly didn't put any other quarterbacks on my possible length, like my short list to pick from because my theory was, you know, they might've been the next best quarterback, but ultimately they haven't made a big enough impact on the NFL to warrant such a high pick on taking a quarterback. So I've kind of avoided that, that position elsewhere. Um, but the next pick is number seven with the Buffalo Bills, which obviously they did pretty darn well with where they got Josh Allen. Uh, but Josh Allen in this case is gone. He's gone. Um, and so with this pick, I think that I would, uh, recommend for them taking Saquon Barkley. Um, and so just with looking at their backfield and the situation that their backfield has been in for a long time now, um, and I mean, I guess LaShawn McCoy is kind of the most, right? Didn't he, didn't he play there? Yeah, he did. I don't. I, he I just have to check there. when he did. He had a, yeah, it might have been too late, like at the end. Uh, I think 2018 might have been when he was in his last legs or he potentially moved on. But yeah. So the, bill, the Bills haven't had a uh, star running back, but instead they've been making do. Um, and so I think Saquon uh, brings some electricity to that backfield in a class that they couldn't have gotten another quarterback in the scenario that we are giving here. I 100% agree. I originally, uh, in my draft, uh, I had them going Nick Chubb. Um, so it works out. Stick with the run game. Just pick a guy. He's going to be a bruiser. He's going to be dynamic. Um, not having Josh Allen, you need some dyna- dy- dynamic ability in your backfield. Um, so you can replace uh, Josh Allen with Saquon Barkley. Might be a step down, but um, you know, I think it's pretty solid. Absolutely. And you can just uh, hike it to him in Wildcat like the Giants do. Exactly. You know, they, they did it for like a whole game and it worked. So. Basically a one-for-one one, uh, Josh Allen for Saquon Barkley. There we uh, go. Train. There we go. With the next pick is the Chicago Bears, our friend Luke's team. And uh, they originally picked Roquan Smith, middle linebacker, um, who's honestly had a pretty solid career. I mean, they just traded him this past year to the Baltimore Ravens. Um, but he had a good career with the Bears, anchored their defense for a long time, and has been a productive player for the Ravens as well. So ultimately, um, they did pretty well with their first overall pick. Or their first round pick, I should say. Are you keeping it or are you changing it? I am actually going to change, but I'm not going to change much. Because I'm going to change to another middle linebacker who was also picked in this draft. However, he was a second round middle linebacker. Shaq Leonard, Shaquille Leonard, Mm -hmm. was originally picked by the Indianapolis Colts in the second round. And I am going to have the Chicago Bears take him. He won Defensive Rookie of the Year his first year. He has been all over the field. He's a tackling machine. And he gets more interceptions than you would even think a middle linebacker could do like he's getting interceptions all the all the time I think one year he had seven interceptions in a season he has been a phenomenal player 
Um, and so I am going to replace Roquan Smith with Shaq Leonard um, to anchor that defense. And I think ultimately it's going to be um, better for them in the long run. I think Roquan Smith was great against the run, but sometimes struggled in pass coverage. And so uh, they can shore up their run game and pass coverage at the same time with Shaq Leonard. So that's uh, that's number eight. That is very interesting. I don't know that his numbers are quite as robust, actually, as Roquan Smith. But, I, I mean, it also com- comes down to situation, right? It, it does. Stats aren't everything. Uh, I did write down Roquan Smith um, as on my list higher up. So I did note, yeah, 422 tackles, eight interceptions, mm-hmm. and eight and a half sacks. So I actually had Roquan over Shaquille Leonard, but that was mainly based off of stats, right? So it's Fair. not eye test or anything like that. So different situations definitely impact um for number nine we have the san francisco 49ers and i honestly don't know who this player is of who they drafted oh mike mcglinchy yeah not he is uh right tackle i believe um right tackle for the 49ers um he's had a solid career i mean he's been productive starter i believe he was drafted out of notre dame um not a bad player um but Probably not someone who would be picked in the top 10 if he were to be picked again. I think there's been other players that have been more impactful, um, at least in my rankings. Yeah. And so my next on my list, if I'm just going straight down and uh, I guess uh, uh, boosting a uh, already stacked defense, um, I'm going to continue to stack it and I'm going to add Minka Fitzpatrick onto this list. Good player. Uh, yeah, and so he has 284 uh, tackles and 17 interceptions, and that's enough. Uh, he's just a difference maker. If you watch a game, I, the ball, it, like he impacts where the ball is thrown to, right? Um, and so when he's able to uh, be on the field for the two teams that he's been, I think that that's also um, points to the fact that he's a really good player is that he's done it for two teams, right? It wasn't just situational for this one system, but he's been able to replicate it and do it for both Miami and Pittsburgh. He's been phenomenal. Yeah. And so he has been a difference maker and I um, think that that would have been good. I guess 49er situation. I don't know uh, back in 2018 well enough to speak on, but they didn't have any stud safeties. So I think it works out. Yeah. So no, Minka Fitzpatrick is one of my favorite players. I had him on my list. Um, Originally I uh, had him, I had Saquon going here actually, but uh, I like Minka Fitzpatrick if Saquon is gone. Um, He's super solid player um, all around. I actually have his Jersey because I'm such a big fan. So yeah, go Minka. Number 10. Uh, it's going to be hard for you to improve upon the Arizona Cardinals uh, ch- choice of Josh Rosen. It's going to be hard. It is. So. It is. Josh Rosen was, uh, you know, uh, I think he's what every GM is looking for in a first round draft pick. Um, you know, they moved on after him after uh, 16 games. They had seen enough um, and they not only moved on from him, but they drafted a different quarterback the next year because they ended up being the worst team in the league getting last. Um, so, yeah, Josh Rosen, phenomenal player. Uh, for those of you, those of you who don't know, I'm kidding. Um, I hope you do. I am not going to pick Josh Rosen with the 10th pick. Um, I, there's a couple players I'm thinking of. Um, I'm debating between, I think Vita Vea is a super solid defensive tackle, um, would shore up their defensive line. Um, really just one of the more underrated guys in the trenches. Um, I don't know of really a better run stopping defensive tackle. He just clogs the middle of the field. Um, Derwin James is still out there. He is all over the player, all over the field, ball hawk safety. Um, man, Mark Andrews at tight end is also right up there. This is uh this is a tough pick. I I think what I'm actually gonna do though 
is I'm going to go with my initial gut instinct and pick Vita Vea from who was originally picked by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the first round. And I'm going to go ahead and pick him for the Arizona Cardinals. Um, if they're going to be bad, they might as well be able to stop the run. Um, he's been an underrated player his entire career. Um, and ultimately, I think he's going to be, uh, yeah, would be a much better pick than Josh Rosen. And they could have done it. Yeah, absolutely. I had Vita Vea on my list as well. Uh, the only people that were on my list that could have gone in the top 10 um, that we didn't get to um, is uh, Frank Ragnow. Yep. Ragn- Ragnow. Ragnow. Yeah. Yep. I think that he has been a difference maker. Uh, Calvin Ridley. I mean, I know that there was a situation most recently, but I think that he has been a good and could be a top wide receiver for a team. Probably the top wide receiver in this draft. Yeah. And so I, I would uh, mention him as well. I think, Andre, if you don't mind, I'm going to make an amendment. Yeah. What's your amendment? I am going to retract my pick of Vita Vea in the first round. And I'm going to pick Jair Alexander. Mm-hmm. I think, honestly, I might have picked Jair Alexander over, uh, uh, over who did I pick at the eighth? Shaq Leonard. I might have picked him over Shaq Leonard, honestly, for the Bears if he was if I had remembered him because he is having a shutdown corner in the NFL is phenomenal. Um, you know, out of Louisville, just a guy who is able to shut it down. Um, Green Bay Packers, nobody throws to him, so I will retract my Vita Vea pick sorry Vita Vea and I'm going to pick him for the Cardinals and shore up that secondary him and Buda Baker are going to be scary it's a bummer for the Vea family that had probably like already put on their hats and already celebrated put on the jerseys and then they get another call saying "Ooh, I actually we're we're going another direction so that traded on draft day that's pretty tough there uh pretty uh cold-hearted of you uh but I do I do agree with it Jair is one of those uh force multipliers that they talk about where the things that he does makes everyone else's jobs easier and then uh they can do their jobs better um 100% 100% agree. So. 100%. Andre, I have a question. Yeah. Uh, we had one notable player who was left off this list, and his name is none other than Baker Mayfield. If you were a team and, say, whoever had the 11th pick in this draft, which I believe was uh, Andre, help me out here. Do you have it? I do. The 11th pick was the Dolphins. The Dolphins. So if you were the Miami Dolphins, um, who did not pick a quarterback in this draft, but if I think they picked they picked Minka Fitzpatrick. Mm-hmm. Um, so good pick, but good pick Dolphins. If you were the Dolphins and say you were told by the owner that you have to pick a quarterback, who would you pick? Would it be Baker Mayfield? Would it be Darnold? Would it be Rosen? Would it be someone else? Uh, it would have to be Baker Mayfield because of what you've seen in college, right? You only have college tape to go off of. Uh, he has the like spirited side of him. He has the, like the brand and the recognition, which He's I got would... damn good commercials. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he didn't in college, but I mean, so if you're assessing only college, true, but, true. um, he had Knowing the, what you know now he, he had the making for good commercials. Yeah. And good branding. Um, he, uh, like, led his team to victory like he just was able to perform on the biggest stage um and perform under pressure like extreme pressure so i think that there was enough there to take baker mayfield i mean the in this hindsight experience i can't say that i would suggest taking him with the number 10 pick um but if i had to put myself in their shoes i think i would i think i would fall into the same mistake that um ultimately was made 
if you if you were to knowing what you know now, would you uh, decide to keep Baker Mayfield as your pick for the Miami Dolphins at number eleven? If they had to if go they quarter- had to pick quarterback, the yeah, I'm still go- I'm still going Baker Mayfield. I think that he's a startable quarterback. Uh, uh, is your homeboy a startable quarterback? Uh, I, I think he clearly he hasn't shown to be. He he is he's got spunk. I'll tell you that he's got spunk. He uh, he's it's like young. being a gamer. He's developable. He has had no good coaches. He's had Adam Gase. He's had Matt Rule. Um, ultimately, I do not think he has been in the right position to prosper. Um, but I right. well, Freddie Kitchens work, and also Matt Rule hasn't been great either. Stefanski, so though. Uh, fine. Yeah, Kevin Stefanski. He's solid. Yeah, he's, he's, solid. he's I coach. I wills I you know I can't outward out. Out definitively say that uh, Sam Darnold is better than Baker Mayfield. Um, he did take his job, and then Sam Darnold took it back. So I don't know what that means. They both lost their job to each other. Um, but I would say that uh, there's definitely a debate. I can't argue. I can't argue having Baker first, though. Okay, but also remember, like more proof for Baker Mayfield being able to be a starter. He just recently went to the Rams on two days uh notice and then was able to pick up their play calling enough to function and then bring a team that can't get wins and help them get a win um and obviously that's a unique situation and um yeah so i'm just saying that i think that that ability speaks volumes and that if i had to choose a quarterback i would do that um, with the knowledge that I have, as opposed to your homeboy that hasn't really proven much of anything. I will say, though, that was uh, against a Josh McDaniels Raiders team, which uh, Josh McDaniels, as a head coach, might not do it for me. Might not do it for you. Fair enough. All right. Well, that is our uh, draft uh, of going back through the 2018. So just to repeat it back, uh, we have Josh Allen, uh, then Lamar Jackson. We have Nick Chubb. Quentin Nelson. Uh, we're keeping Bradley Chubb where he was. Uh, that was the one that got right. There were others that w- would have been correct, but they were gone because they went earlier. Yep. Yep. Um, Fred Warner. And then we have Saquon Barkley, Shaq Leonard, Minka Fitzpatrick, and Jair Alexander. So that Sorry, Vita Vea. Yeah, Vita Vea. He almost made the cut. But he then almost did. He had to return. Uh, the... we can, can we say he's an honorable mention because he made the cut and was removed? Um, no, we cannot Not say Not an honorable that. mention? No. Okay. Well, no. sad. Um, and then what we're going to do to finish our podcast today is we are going to go through uh, guessing the NFL players and the... Um, where what college they went to what year what round so we need uh, something to call this game yeah what do we call this game? we had majority rules we talked about because like you have to get the majority of them right and then the majority of the two of three yeah um majority rules i like it yeah so yeah. if you have a better name for this segment you can e- email us at the sports effect podcast at gmail.com please do yeah please do but for we're now not the most creative for now we're sticking <laughs> with majority rules and so um again I'm going to list a random player from an NFL roster, active. And then Kenny is going to have to name um, the school, 
as well as the round that they were drafted and the year that they were drafted. So there are three possible things that he could get. If he gets them exactly right, he gets a full point. If he gets it nearly right, then... Uh, Plus or minus one. Yeah, then he gets uh, a half point. He needs two points in order to get uh, the majority. Um, if not, then I uh, get the point instead. So the Gotta cover the spread. So, and I also... Uh, in good faith, I choose things that uh, aren't completely impossible. Um, so I have to recognize their name. Um, and also, it's often I try I try to not choose schools that are too... Um, Out there? Yeah, exactly. They also have to be a current player in the NFL. Um, no 1970s left tackles. Um, unless it's Lomas Brown, then it's allowed. Um, and... Uh, right now, Andre, we are, I think we've done this just once and right now I am one and oh against you. So you're, uh, looking for your first win, which you got on the last thing that I you did. said. I yeah. did. So, yeah. and he will be doing this. He's, we're going to go easy, medium, hard. So in terms of Andre's guessing, we start with the easiest player and then we work our way up to the hard player just for fun. All right. And so Kenny, can you verify that you are not looking at this on the dock? So I if not it shows up this, on oh. the dock. I see what you're saying. Yes, I, I just adjusted that I am not looking uh-huh, at this. Because I now have to look at there it. There we go. All right. So we are going to start with the easy one, uh, which to me is Irv Smith Jr., uh, the tight end for Minnesota. Minnesota Still on Minnesota? Still okay, in Minnesota. Great. Yeah. Uh, so Irv Smith Jr., what is the college year in round? So Irv Smith went to Alabama. I believe he was drafted in i want to say the second round and let's see when was that draft a couple years ago let's see he played college i think he played with did he play with tua i think he might have played with tua i'm gonna go ahead and say that he was drafted in out of alabama second round 2020 locked in all right. Well, you get the point. Uh, it was Alabama round two, 2019. So 2019. two and a half points All out, right. of, out of a it. possible three. So we'll that that was the easy one. Uh, next one, we have the medium rated difficulty. I'm debating of which one to do here. We're going to go with Ben Skoranek. Ben Skoranek. He was recently drafted. He is a uh, Rams wide receiver. He's a Rams wide receiver, fullback, tight end. He plays everything. Yeah. He's kind of like the you Taysom know, Hill, amateur Taysom Hill, West Coast. Yeah. There we go. I like yeah. it. Uh, ben Skoranek, Notre Dame. I do know this one. Notre Dame. He is a. Oh man. He was drafted recently. I'm gonna say drafted. Was he a rookie this year? I don't think so. I'm gonna say drafted in 2021. Um, out of Notre Dame, and we're going to say he was like a fifth or a sixth-round pick, I want to say. So I'm going to lock in Ben Skoranek, Notre Dame, sixth-round pick in 2021, locked in. So Ben Skoranek, Notre Dame, 2021, round seven. So bravo, seven. again, two and a half points. All right, so we'll take it. This is too easy. I'm going to have to start kick, uh, taking kickers. Oh, we can't uh, do kickers. Yeah. Kickers are killing me. We're going to have to bring uh, kickers back into this. So you've already won the game. As, as, as it should be. But we're still going to play the third round. Just for fun. Um, and apparently my standards need to change for this game. But bravo, Kenny. Um, so for the third, the bonus round, uh, the one that means nothing, is Logan Thomas. 
Oh. So I remember him. Tight end for the Washington Commanders. But he played quarterback in college. Little did you know. He was a quarterback for... It was a school down south. I know. Or was it... It might have been Virginia Tech. I think it was Virginia Tech. I think Logan Thomas was a quarterback for Virginia Tech. Um, And he was picked... That's a good question. Third or fourth round. We're going to say fourth round. Fourth round pick out of Virginia Tech in... He's a couple years old. He's a little bit older. He's a little bit older. We're going to say the 20... I think he's on a second contract. So we're going to say the 20... 2017 and a 2016 NFL draft. 2016 NFL draft. A quarterback who plays tight end in the NFL picked from Virginia Tech in the fourth round. Locked in. So Logan Thomas uh, was from Virginia Tech where he played quarterback. And then we have the 2014 wow. draft. He is older than I he thought he was. He is older than you thought he was. Uh, but round four. So again, ding, ding. Uh, two points for you. So you win that one as well. There so, we go. Uh, three for three, a clean sweep for Kenny. Um, that We're going to have to uh, pull out some more difficult questions next time. If you uh, if you have some players that you want Andre to quiz me on, um, please email us at the sports effect podcast at gmail.com. And uh, again, they can be hard, but don't make them impossible. Um, yep. Chris you know, Paul's up next, so ah, get ready. Chris Paul doesn't, he's an NBA player. Yeah. Well, <laughs> there's a Chris Paul in the uh, NFL. You're going to have to figure him out. Oh, geez. I need to start studying. Wes Martin. You know, I haven't Wes. heard of him. Um, uh, what about Chase Rulier? Rulier. Now you're just making up names. Eli Wolf. Eli Wolf. Yeah, no, that's Derek Wolf that I'm thinking of. He's a defensive end. Yeah. Trey Turner. Trey Turner. He's a guard. Mm-hmm. He These, played. I'm just naming the commanders guards right now. <laughs> I was going to say he played for the Panthers and the Chargers for some time. I don't know where Trey Turner went to school. I'm going to say he seems like an SEC kind of guy. I'm going to say Trey Turner went to LSU. You're the worst. He is a third round pick. He did go to LSU and You're he kidding. is a third round pick. <laughs> <laughs> let's go <laughs> wow year any uh, any guesses uh what'd you say year year <sighs> 2017 uh 2014 so ah, dang it back to the logan thomas draft so my only hope is the year i guess apparently um yeah so even the uh, Washington Commander guards couldn't save there me, I go. guess. There so we go. The ones I've heard of. You're on, today is an on day for you. We'll it have was. to try another day. We'll try but again. When we're talking about anything in the draft, we'll stick this in to end the podcast. Fun. Um, but we'll yeah. keep score. Do you have anybody to thank or shout out today? Shout out to uh, some of my favorite uh, practice squad players in the NFL. Quinn Nordeen, gotta love him. University of Michigan kicker. Uh, shout out to Tom Kennedy. Uh, great Lions practice squad player. Just want to shout out the practice squad players for uh, fighting hard and being out there. I just, you know, thought I'd, you know, like the practice squad players. You know, they're, uh, they work hard. They're awesome. So shout out Quinn Nordine, Tom Kennedy, and uh, shout out to all the GMs out there who make wrong and make mistakes because then we can laugh at them in the future. Absolutely. Uh, my shout out today is Dan Campbell. I just. Uh, Dan the man. I just love what he's doing. So. Kneecaps. Yeah. Fight the kneecaps. 
Absolutely. And with that, uh, that's all that we have today. So we're out. We're Talk out. to you all next time. Go Lions. Go Lions.